Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again, one more again. Coming at you live one more again. You're looking um, very cool. I feel very cool. Why do you say I look very cool, though? You look very cool because you got some cool shades going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got to put them on one time for the people. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, like uh, we always say, you get a chance to see this. If you're not watching on YouTube, go and tune in and check it out and see what she's talking about. I got on my shades tonight. These are my self-awareness glasses. I had to put them on for this episode because we are talking about self-awareness self-awareness yeah so i'm feeling very aware right now because i got my self-awareness glasses on (laughs) rocking them throughout the whole episode are you aware of yourself i am right now and i'm feeling good about it too are you aware of how cool you look i am and i'm feeling really good about it too (laughs) you look good i'm over here doing the thing i wear my sunglasses at night you already know (laughs) and i'm aware of it too (laughs) Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you and your self self awareness awareness glasses glasses. Okay. Yeah. So you and your self awareness glasses. Yeah. Are just super cool tonight. So Doing the thing. Yes. Your 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 glasses and you are gonna give yeah. us some Look. tips, right? Yeah. Tell them what my shirt says. Oh, what's your shirt say? I didn't even see this. It's not polite to stare, but I understand. You already know. I'm self aware. Boom. I didn't. I wish I would have seen that before. I know. We started this episode. That's hilarious. I got it going right now. You just do. So self-aware. Yeah. All right. Right. So we want to talk tonight about increasing self-awareness. Yeah. And this is a topic that came up. Um, let's talk about kind of what, why it came up and how we talked about this briefly like yesterday. We're yeah. like, ooh, what should we record this week? Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, you know what? It wasn't yesterday, and I'll tell you why in a second. It was the day before, mm -hmm. but I have a story about why I know that. But anyway, before we get to that. Oh, my goodness. So Why did you want to talk about this topic? Oh, my goodness. She got a story. Her stories scare me because I don't know the stories. For everybody that's listening, I promise you, none of this is staged. (laughs) 
I do not know the stories. And every time she say that, I just kind of take a deep breath and a swallow. And I'm just like, all right, what story? And where is it going to take us? I just like to surprise you. And I should know by now. And every time you say it, I still just. <sighs> so anyways, how we came up with it. Yeah. All right. So we were... this was actually your suggestion. Yeah, definitely. So we were sitting and we were talking. We were kind of going through um, some of the most recent releases and most recent episodes and kind of talking through like it. our feedback episodes, yeah, feedback and, and state overcoming mistakes, overcoming mistakes yeah, receiving yeah. and giving feedback, um, you know, rebounding from mistakes. And I was like, you know what? A lot of, um, the reason why people are encountering all of these different things is because they're not as aware mm. of themselves so when you talk about giving and receiving feedback, it's hard for people to receive feedback because they're lacking or could use some increasing or improving in their self-awareness. Gotcha. One of the reasons why people make a lot of mistakes, which we covered, um, is because or could be because they're lacking self-awareness. So I was like, you know what? We've told them how to bounce back, how to rebound from mistakes, how to give feedback, how to receive feedback. Now let's give them, you know the the final piece that's the most important piece is how to be self-aware so that you can tie it all together i think that's brilliant yeah and when you said that i'm like that's great yeah you did say and great. then true to form like every other <laughs> week something happened to me where i was like oh i should be more self-aware yeah go Although ahead. that's what's, not uncommon for what's me. the story i'm well, ready for the okay. story so well, you already know because it's like, you know, this, well, we've I been dealing with Okay. This. I don't know the story, but go ahead. I <laughs> so, do know. So we talked about this two days ago about the topic about being more self-aware. And right. And I was like, on board. Cool. I get it. I think it fits nicely. Right. Um, we can tie it in. And it's something we need to talk about because I don't think a lot of people talk about this. Right. Um, and the next morning... It was 5.30 in the morning and my alarm went off because I've been running in the mornings again, even though a few, like probably three months ago, we said I had stopped doing that. I was running at night. Well, now I'm running in the mornings again. So my alarm went off and my brain was like, stay in bed, like just you're tired. You need to stay in bed, get the extra, you know, 45 minutes of sleep And that was one part of my brain. And the other part of my brain is like, don't be lazy. Like you're just being lazy. You're just making excuses for yourself. Don't make excuses. Go run. Right. And so I kind of battled between these two, like the other mornings that my alarm has gone off. I've just been like, okay, I'm ready to go get up, get going. And this was the first morning that I had any inclination of like, I shouldn't go out and run. So I got up, I got all my stuff on. I was kind of running behind and I got out the door and started down the street and I wasn't that far. I was still in my neighborhood, which we do not have clearly designated sidewalks in the neighborhood. And I wasn't that far away. And I was running on the opposite side of the road, which you're supposed to do. And there was a car that was coming towards me and it was clear that they didn't see me and they got closer and closer. And I was like, this car is not seeing me. And so I had to kind of dive towards the the lawn on the other side. And in that process, my foot hit the pothole 
and I fell just laid out on the like I ate blacktop like I still have band-aids on it's terrible I have a huge gash in my arm I actually bruised my foot um and so I think it's an interesting when I thought about it when I got back in like I'm okay now just just if you guys were concerned. I'm okay. Um, but I think it was interesting because I got back in and Daryl's like, how was your run? And I was like, it was terrible. Like I didn't even get very far. I almost got ran over and I had to dive and now I'm injured. And the more I kept thinking about it all day, I'm like, this has a lot to do with me ignoring my intuition in the name of don't make excuses And because of that, I ignored my intuition and it was just a lack of self-awareness. And so the more I thought about that, the more we were able to come up with the tips that we're going to leave you guys with tonight about being self-aware. Yeah, that story doesn't sit well in my stomach only because my lady was out there and she almost got ran over and it was nothing I could do so. I don't know if y'all saw my face the whole time she was telling the story, if you're watching the YouTube, but I was not amused by that story only it because scary. it, yeah, definitely is scary. Yeah. And we, you know, we know people that we're very close to, you know, who have had, you know, not so well outcomes from similar yeah. situations. And, um, for me, that's terrifying. And I try to be supportive of what she wants to do and, and her going out and running, And um, I try not to, you know, express how I feel about it because I don't want her to think that, you know, I'm trying to keep her from doing the things that she needs to do to take care of herself. But at the same time, she's going to start hearing me a little bit more about some of these things and getting up and running at night or running in the morning. I'm sorry. It was still it's nighttime outside running Um, to me. I I really don't like that anyways, especially in, in our neighborhood, because we don't have the designated sidewalks for that. Um, and also I see how the people drive up and down the streets in our neighborhood, even though the speed limit sign says one thing, people totally disregard that. So, um, you know, for me, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah. And yeah, there's an element of, you know, obviously not trying to control or, But I will tell you guys, I think this is so important and I think it's important to self-assess your self-awareness because ever since I met Daryl, like we're almost like two opposite people and the more that I learn about him, the more I understand probably some of the reasonings behind why he's so much more self-aware than I am and I don't. I growing up, I think that from a systematic standpoint, you could say I was sheltered just because of my circumstances and my environment. Um, that's not to say that my parents sheltered me because y'all, they made us work hard. They made their kids work hard. They kind of introduced us to certain things. Like they sent me off to an entirely different part of the country when I was like 14 to um, do service projects by myself. And so I don't want to say that my parents sheltered me, but I think my circumstances and my environment was very sheltering. And so I grew up with this kind of Pollyanna-ish, like optimistic, everybody is good, and, and kind of this 
I don't want to say lack of self-awareness, but I never had to listen to my intuition because I've never been in situations that required me to really, truly hone my intuition and listen to it. And then I met Daryl <laughs> and there was so much, even when we met and some of the things that like, I remember very clearly one of your critiques of me was that I was very trusting of people and that I was very, and I was like, well, yeah, like overall, I think people are good. And that was my world frame point of view. And for you, you're like, overall, I don't trust people at all. And that's the approach that I come, you know, and, and just kind of understanding our backgrounds and our environments. We're two very different people with us. So it was interesting to come up with our list of tips that we're going to share. I definitely agree. And for me, I am very self-aware. I'm very. aware of my environment. I'm very strategic in the way that I do things. And even in rooms and church, wherever we go, like where I sit, if anybody asks you, I'm very consistent. And there is a reason why I do the things that I do. Right. And people, you know, they laugh at me about it. But at the same time, I'm like, if it pops off or something goes down or if I need to make sure that I'm in a position to take care of myself or my family. I've thought it through and all I need to do is react. And that's why I'm always aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of my emotions. I'm aware of everything because um, you never know when you're going to have to respond to a certain situation or circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I know I said church. Yeah, I sit in a certain seat, a certain place, a certain location because it falls in line with where I like to, you know, sit in other settings. So, um, and, and that's just based on situations, circumstances that I've been in, how I was raised, environments, um, and, and some of my experiences. And that just has stuck with me. And that's just kind of how I am. And one of the things that, um, you know, I haven't really said to her is like, if that would have happened to me, I immediately like would have known what I what I would have did, obviously, while I was diving out of the way, because I'm kind of prepared and I probably would have saw that car coming way before she did. And I probably would have been out of the way way before she did. But if it would have been that situation, I would have been able to gather uh, probably a make model and tag numbers all at the same night, just at the same time, just because that's how I'm thinking. That's my awareness. Like, that's where my mindset is. And I bet she can't even probably tell you what color the car was. It was tan. <laughs> oh, it was tan. Okay. Well, we got a color. What What? What make? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Tag number? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Because I was going to have you call them out right here on the podcast. Yeah. And we would have had all our people um, posting it for us. Yeah. See if we can catch these people. But anyways. Well, I um something that also... I don't know, this was kind of eye-opening for me and the fact that we declared what we were going to talk about this week and then something very personal and very scary happened to me. Yeah. And it really made me reflect because like I talk about how, you know, I I told you guys kind of the background for Daryl and I and over time... I've learned to just put my full trust in him. And he always, he has this saying that he said ever since I've known him, like I'm right 86% of the time. And he, he is, he's right because he's learned to be very aware of his surroundings, of his environment, of the people in his environment. And I would even venture to say it's probably like, I don't want to blow your head up, but I would say you're usually right. Like probably 
92% of the time. Uh, very high percentage of time. There are very few yeah. times, and there have been a few times that you've been wrong. Yeah, but I've been off a little bit. Very few. Yeah. And so I've learned to trust your intuition yeah. more than I trust myself. Yep. And as I was thinking about that, like you're not always going to be with right with me. Right. You know, we're together a lot, but you're not always right there. And so as I started thinking through this episode, I was like, it's going to be super important for me to really take these two because yeah. I've got to learn how to trust myself and my intuition and myself, like just be more self-aware right? because of situations that happen like that. But also because as I was reflecting on it, I'm like, I trust in everybody and everything else. And I think that everybody is good and I'm very optimistic about things. And I think the thing, and the reason that you guys can probably hear a little emotion in my voice, like when I went to work later yesterday and I was telling my supervisor what happened, cause she's like, you're not really yourself. Are you okay? And I started to cry because I was like I'm not okay and it's not I mean yes I hurt like my ankle is sprained and my arm hurts but the reason that I'm not okay right now is because these people saw what happened and I know because they slowed down and then they sped back up and they left and nobody they didn't roll down the window like all they had to do was roll down the window and be like are you okay okay. And I would have been like, yes, like I'm a little bit hurt, but I'm okay. Thank you for checking. Didn't do anything. Just slow down and then sped back up. And I was still laid out flat on the ground, you know? And so that was upsetting to me because it made me, I told her, I said, it made me kind of lose faith in humanity today. And Daryl's just nodding like, Yes. I mean, he, I think he probably takes, I don't want to speak for you, but you probably take that approach with almost everything as you just think like, I don't assume that anybody is ever going to step up and help me out. Nope. And for me, my natural assumption is like people are good and somebody would step up and help me. And I realized yesterday that that's not the case. Yep. That is a accurate assessment right there. Accurate. And, um, you said you didn't want to speak for me, but what you spoke was 100% truth for me and I am the way that I am for those particular reasons and like I said I probably wouldn't have even been in a position to even have to dodge that car if it was coming at me like that probably true and to be honest if a car was coming at me like that I'm pretty sure that car probably would have got hit in the windshield or something with a rock or something because I would have saw it coming far enough and I would have let it know that hey somebody was here yeah um but no, I'm not saying throw rocks at cars, y'all. I'm not condoning it or promoting that. But no, don't do that. No, don't do that. But no, seriously, like like she said, it's emotional for her. It's emotional for me too because, um, you know, I always tell her like you got to be aware, you got to watch out yeah. for this, and like I try to remind her without being um like pushy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you know it does bother me, and I think that awareness piece is so 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 important. Just not in her situation where she was out and running, even just with people. Yeah. Um, because when you're talking about knowing the people in your surroundings, knowing the people in your groups, knowing what you're doing, how you're doing it, and and the environments, like just being aware and, and setting yourself up to be successful is all dependent on your aware- awareness of yourself and how you contribute to the environment, how it's going to influence you and impact others, I think is very important to, to do. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Um, And I really want to get to our tips because they are really good. They are. Let's get to those. Okay. Um, So 
the first tip, because as we talked through this and, you know, I asked Daryl, like, okay, obviously I'm, I think sometimes I'm self-aware, but I am not nearly (laughs) as self-aware as I need to be A and B as you. Um, So I, we talked a lot about this and the first one that we came up with was openly listen to what people share with you about yourself. Yeah. Um, I would say this is very important, very, very, very important. And the reason why this is very important is because you're a biased for yourself and you should be because it's about you, um, but it's not all about you and you should be biased. But at the same time, you should also be open to know that people, when they tell you something about you, whether you like it or you don't, it's from a different perspective and it's from a view outside of your own. Because um, if I ask the question, you know, how many of you believe or think that everything that you do is right for you all the time? You know, some people might raise their hand and some people may not. But if I ask you to put it like at a ratio, I'm sure that ratio is going to be high. You're going to say, oh, a high percentage of the time I do what's best for me and I know what's best for me. And you don't um, because you're looking at it only through one perspective and that's yours. And other people might have different perspectives and be able to give feedback be able to give advice or suggestions based on what's going on in the circumstance that you're currently in. And you got to be able to take that and you got to be able to apply it and make sure that you're um, including it when you're thinking about yourself and how aware you are about yourself. I think I like, so the thing that I'm thinking about when you said that is I'm thinking about the episode that we had a couple weeks ago where we talked about, um, the conversation we had at lunch that was like a, um, you need my help. Yeah. And this is you saying this to me. So this is Daryl saying this to me, saying, you need my help, but I don't know how to help you. And I'm like, like, yes, like I need your help, but I don't really need your help. And I'm thinking about that. And I'm thinking about the fact that he's telling me like, this is what I see And you can't even admit it to yourself that you need help. Mm -hmm. And A, I've never been very good at this in my life. Like, I need help. I don't like to admit that. I don't like to say that to people. But what he's telling me is true of myself. And so to have somebody else give this self-assessment of you on the things that, that are about you, and then to actually listen to them, which is like, go back a couple episodes and listen to the how to take (laughs) feedback, right? Yeah. But to actually listen to them and think about how to apply them is so important. Yeah. And like I said, you're biased. Right. You're biased. You know, for your own self. Right. And sometimes that's hard to put that aside. And when someone is being open with you and and telling you something um, to use that and apply it to yourself. I think that another very important point to go along with this is know who's in your circle and know who your close friends are or who yeah. your people are and know that they feel like they can give you that open feedback. Yeah. Um, because I know some people in my circle that know that they can come at me and check me whenever they want to, however they feel like they need to. And it's okay. And it's okay. So, but you need to know who those people are because um, I know I hear um, through like, TV shows and and different things about some famous people who have like just yes people in their circles and they want people like that. I'm not going like 
I was finna say, like, I heard most recently, like, R. Kelly, like, all of his people in his circle were just all yes, yes people, people and told him yeah. what he wanted to hear and said what they thought he wanted to hear. And you don't need a bunch of yes people in no. your circle. You need some people that's going to tell you straight up and that's going to help you um, be able to identify things about that's yourself. That's an ego thing. That is. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's no. an ego thing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't know if that's true about R. Kelly. That was just what I heard on TV and on the radio and all that stuff. And that was the example that I gave. So, but isn't that typical of human behavior? And I feel, I feel like this does tie a lot back to the how to take feedback episode. Um, but I just think it's important to really understand what that person, A, like you said, you have to understand who's in your circle and if they really do have your best interest at heart. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think about the people that I let that I let give me feedback and that I actually listen to. Like anybody can give me feedback, whether I listen to you or not is mm-hmm. like most people. Honestly, I'm probably not going to listen to. But like Daryl is one person that I will listen to if if he gives me feedback and will take seriously and will will listen and like try to understand so that I can self assess for me. Yeah. And then um, I'm also thinking about just at work because I think it can be really difficult for people at work. Right. Um, when you talk about understanding like self-awareness at work, that's hard Very. because you're getting paid to do a job. And usually with that, no matter what job it is, comes a level of expertise that you're expected to have or that people expect you to have. Right. And so then if you if somebody is telling you something about yourself or sharing something about you with you that you don't agree with it because of your bias, like you said yep. about yourself, that's a hard pill to swallow. Definitely. Is. Right. Mm-hmm. But it should make you more self-aware. That's right. It should make you more self-aware so that future instances, you won't either behave or perform the same way, you know, that they openly express to you about, and you're improving. Yeah. Yep. So definitely openly listen to what people are telling you about you and use that as a way to self-assess who you are and what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and where you're trying to go. Yeah. The next tip is to identify your triggers. What do you mean by this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like literally what it is. And, and most of the times. There's a connotation with the term triggers and most people associate it to just negative. Um, It's both negative and positive triggers. So the things that either, you know, get you excited, the things that get you inspired, that motivate you, that get you fired up, that get you pumped up. Also, those things that get you pissed off, they get you mad, they get you upset, they get you frustrated. Knowing what those things are and using those as a way Um, to self-assess when you're in different situations. And one thing is that a lot of people know these triggers, but they're in denial about them. So what I mean by that is they're like, oh, no, well, I know I can be like this sometimes. But no, that just wasn't me just then. I wasn't like that. Or uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I know I got a little feistiness, but no, I'm pretty cool most of the time. And it's like, you better get out of this denial and mm-hmm. own up to it and be more self-aware and know what's setting you off. Or even on the flip side of what's inspiring you, what's motivating you. You're like, oh, no, nah, I don't need you to pump me up. I got this. I'm like, 
you tripping. You need some inspiration right now. You need some motivation. And I'm going to give it to you. You know what I mean? So yeah. get out of that denial and know what your triggers are, both, you know, positive and um, things that, that tick you off. So that's what I mean by that. So let me ask you, Uh-oh. what are your triggers? Uh, positive or, or what? Which which way you want to go on the scale? Hey, give it to me. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> so um, I can tell you one thing that that ticks me off is. If you're going to give me feedback or if you're doing what we talked about in the first one, like you're openly expressing something about me. And then when I try to ask questions or get more clarity or more information, you shut down because you think I'm challenging what you said when all I'm doing is ask for clarity. That's a trigger for me. I'm just going to like literally just shut it down. You're going to probably get some some eye rolls or you're going to just probably get me tuned out. That's a trigger on the positive side, the motivating, the firing up. Um, I'm a very you know competitive natured person. So for me to get fired up, if you show me that you're supporting me and then you also challenge me in the process, that's going to trigger me to like bring it. You know, you're like, I got you. I got you. But I need a little bit more. I need some energy out of you. I need you to get up there. I need you to bring the fire, bring the pain. You're going to get it from me because I know I got the support one. But also you're giving me that little nudge and that little push. And internally, that competitive nature is going to get me going and kind of get me pumped up. So those are just two of the triggers. One, if you're giving me feedback and then if I'm asking for clarity and you're taking offense to me asking for clarity or you think I'm just supposed to sit there and listen and then that's the end of the conversation. Um, that's a trigger for me to just be like, all right, wait a minute. How are you going to come at me like that and then don't give me no clarity about this? And then I'm just going to shut down or I'm going to let you have some words um, myself. And then on the other side, like if you show me support, but also a little push, you're going to bring the beast out. Okay. Bring the beast out. Good. Yeah. So those are just two. I mean, I got a lot of different triggers. <laughs> I, I got a lot. And you're very self-aware. So, I'm you know, very self-aware. Yeah. I got one that I'll tell you one that you do that, that, agitates me sometimes oh, here we go listen here's Grab a trigger. Your glass of wine people here no nah, no nah, i'm about to talk to you right now <laughs> so so here's a trigger for me so if uh, and we just had this conversation not long ago so if you ask me to do something <laughs> and you give me the directions and you give me the objective and i'm believing that you're trusting me to do it and then you go in front of me and do it anyways. But yeah. You know what that trigger is. You know what the the response to that is. Yeah. But I'm like, if you're gonna ask me to do something, you trust me to do it, let me do it. Yeah. Don't be like, oh man, he ain't did it quick enough, or you know, you didn't give me the full synopsis where you're like, Well, I wanted it done by this certain time, and you just go do it. Or if you give me something to do and you trust me to do it, and I'm like, All right, cool, this is me. And then you just go do it anyways. For instance, she gave me a task, right? One of the house tasks. And, and I'm cool with it. She's like, hey, you can feed Lainey in the mornings. That'll definitely help me out. I'm like, all right, cool. To this very day, every morning, I still have to ask her, did you feed Lainey? <laughs> because she just does her own thing. And some morning she might go in there and feed Lainey. And then Lainey's getting too 
two scoops. And then some morning she's not. And then I'm like, she's like, you need to feed Lainey because we got to go. Hurry up. Go feed Lainey. And I'm like, well, did you feed her? She's like, no. Okay. Anyways. I I realize how unfair that is. I realize how unfair that is. Uh, So good. Yeah. So those are some triggers, but that's what I mean by know your triggers. Know what, know what, take care of somebody, somebody telling you something and, um, the trigger is them being too close in your face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like everything. If they too loud, if they in your ear, if they bump you wrong, like know all the triggers or also if, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they are motivating you and a pat on the back or like, I know my workout buddy, um, big D. Like one of the things I do to him, like when I'm getting him fired up and he lifting and pumping, like it's a physical trigger because I go to him and I give him like that little nudge, like you, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you see him do that? I'm like, yeah, you got this, and it's physical because when we're working out, it's like the intensity level is high, and he just did like you know 200 pounds, 300 pounds. Uh, he listened to us, so I'm a, I didn't want to say 200 pounds. If he did like 300 <laughs> pounds and, and he got off of it and he fired up and I go over there and give him a little nudge, I'm like, yeah, you got this. Yeah, that's what's up. Like, that's a trigger for him. I know that yeah. get him fired up. And then the next set, he putting on 325. And then I'm like, God, I ain't mean to trigger that because I ain't going to be able to do nothing with that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Knowing what those things are yeah. and being aware of those and when you're in certain situations or, or um, dealing with certain people, knowing that um, if those things happen, already being aware of how you may respond. And then if you're aware of the environment and the situation, you may know what the appropriate response might be in that situation. If you're aware. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So for some people, I know I'm talking a lot on this because this is a big one for me. This triggers. So for for some for some people, um, uh, for instance, if I use the example that you gave me, like if mm-hmm. somebody did that to me and it was in the work environment, mm-hmm. if we were at home to you, I know I would probably say something or be like, "What do you want me to do?" Okay, whatever. But in a work environment, the self awareness, I'm like, "Dang, this is gonna be a trigger." This person cut me off at the knees. They gave me this task and they didn't even trust me to do it. Right. I can't just be like, okay, whatever in our staff meeting, you know, I got to be like, dang, I know it's a trigger. I know I'm feeling a certain type of way in here, but you got to make sure that you respond or communicate it differently. And because of that self-awareness and knowing that that's a trigger and knowing that that happened Mm -hmm. in that situation or circumstance, I'm going to approach it differently in my response. I think that's the most important point here is understanding what your triggers are Mm -hmm. so that you can understand how to um, con- control them almost yeah. in situations that you need to control them. And there are sometimes, like you said, with positive triggers that you don't need to control yeah. them, you need to use them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when we talk about triggers, we're talking about negative triggers yeah. and those can have a negative impact on you from external sources. So if we're talking, like you said, about a negative trigger in a work meeting, you can't, you know, clap back with your words right? yeah, no. like you can't come back on somebody in a work meeting and so I think you need to learn those and be aware of them so that you know how to respond um, and for some of that I think you can go back to our feedback episodes to get yeah, some of those tips definitely so that's what I meant by trigger I talked a lot just mm-hmm. then but I had a lot of examples a lot of stuff was just coming to it's my okay. head I and I was just trying so to get good. it out yeah. but I definitely want to know the people let the people know that you do that to me yeah oh <laughs> All right, come I over. Right. To he's, he's right. And we, we literally talk through this probably 
He's very patient. We talk through this often because I do that. Y'all heard that. I'm very patient. Yes. For the most part. So (laughs) the next next tip is to start listening to your intuition and your inner voice. And what you said about this was that your intuition tells the truth 90% of the time. Yep. And I think this is a lesson that I learned even this week. Um, I've never been one. So one of my ideas for this and the reason that I think that it's so important is because you have to get to know yourself and get to know your mind in order to understand your intuition. And so one of my suggestions for this was to really look at meditation and look to meditation and just like that inner dialogue and really connecting with your inner dialogue and also reflection. And it's so funny because, and I use examples of like you and then my direct supervisor a lot because You and my supervisor are very similar in nature, very process oriented. You like to reflect and like think about things. And I'm very opposite of that. I'm very like jump in head first. I don't reflect on things like I don't care that much about the process. I care about the end result. And so I think often about that. But her and I just had a conversation the other day about reflection and how important it is in your work environment. And I told her, I was like, I have never had to reflect on anything just because of my field background. It's not common for in sports in the sports background to really have to reflect often because I feel like we're moving so quickly when you're in a sports field, that you just move to the next thing. Like, what's next program? What's next project? And so you don't get this reflection. And she's been in a field background where you reflect a lot, and it makes sense. And so we kind of had this discussion about how does this affect your intuition? So for you, you do come from a sports background, but you do reflect often. But I don't know. I just want to be clear. Like, is my perception of the fact that we don't – The people who work in a sports and recreation field don't do this super often. Like you're usually on the go and you're not reflecting back that often. Is that accurate or is that my perception and wrong? No, it's kind of accurate. So um, nothing against I'm in the profession. So nothing against my brothers and sisters in the the profession. But um, and, and even sometimes relating to me like we like to feel like we're doing something we like to feel busy and that's why we're always moving I don't necessarily need to (laughs) and I come from a sports background and I come from um athletic background and you know they always say you're always improving you're always doing something you're always moving you're always getting better and you know for the people in our field like I feel like that's what they do so they don't take time mm-hmm. to reflect because they're like oh we always got to get better we always got to keep moving we got to keep moving we got to keep doing that's this. how i keep am doing that mm-hmm. and for me i'm like if we slow down and we take a minute and reflect on what worked what didn't work what was our process mm-hmm. maybe we don't have to move all the time maybe we take a step back reflect and then when we make this next movement it's actually worth something agree 
You know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of people, they feel like they have to prove their worth. They have to prove that they're doing something. They have to be moving. Right. Um, and and I definitely don't want to stereotype like, oh, it's just a sports background. I think it happens in a lot, in of, a lot fields. of different fields. Yeah. And I think it happens in just work in general, like in this age and era, because we're so used to like you need to be productive. You need to be yep. busy. Busy doesn't always equal productive, but you got to be doing something. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that is where this comes in and I guess what I want when I was thinking about this about honing your intuition the reason that reflection and meditation is so important is because it gets you started listening to your inner voice this is not something I do often like I work off of to-do sheets I work off of task lists what's the next thing for me I don't reflect back to figure out what needs to be better yeah because I'm so self-aware and we talk about this like I don't operate well off of that because I've already kind of thought about it and I'm aware of what's going on. So I can kind of see what's ahead of me. Like that's a part of that awareness piece. Like you can see what's ahead of you and you can know what you're stepping into. And that's why when you said, and I say often, like I'm right a high percentage of the time is because Mm -hmm. I'm very aware. I'm very process oriented and, predicting the next thing or what's out in front of me is easy for me. And that's with people too. And I know that people that work here me say it a lot and you can ask anybody and they're probably like, he says it a lot, but it is true. Mm -hmm. And that's because I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of the environment. I'm aware of what's going on and my processes help me to be able to predict what's out in front of me. So I usually tell people, I'm like, if I say it, Mm-hmm. once you can believe it probably like 70% of the time. If I say it twice, there's an 86% chance that it's going to be right. Yeah. And I'm like, if you hear it come out of my mouth and I'm say it, that means I'm aware my process, my system is in place. It's working for me and I can see what's out in front of me. And you know, some people, um, they look at me and they laugh about it. And then they're like, dang, he's right again. And then I'm just like, you know, that's just the way that it is. Just my my level of awareness and the way that I operate. So how has reflection helped you? Because I know you reflect and you talk about it often, actually. So how has reflection helped you in your in your relationships, in your work life and kind of building your intuition and your self-awareness? Definitely. So when you're talking about I guess we're talking about we talking about our relationship. Sure. Yeah. All right, cool. I, I didn't know where you were going. You said relationships. I'm like, I know. Well, I kind of threw it all in there. I was like, I, I don't have relationships. I got a relationship with you, but then I do well, have yeah. I mean, you have relationships I mean, with people. I know, know with people, but I thought you was talking about us. Oh, us. We can't. Yeah. I'm like, nah, we're not, we not swinging over here. No. Um, not like that. No external relationships. <laughs> Um, anyways, y'all ignore me. I'm on one tonight. I'm you just like rambling. I know. Y'all forgive me. I don't know. I'm My mind is just all over the place you're talking about awareness and I like know. i'm trying to hone in on awareness but at the same time <laughs> when you talk about it my mind just starts to be like Poof. well there's so many different components you know yeah so anyways anyway. back to what we were talking about <laughs> um we're not swingers so in our relationship yes how do you use reflection so for instance <laughs> when we talk about you know everything giving feedback and mm-hmm. and um you know, being aware of the different things about us and me being aware of what your triggers are and different things. 
our experiences, our conversations, like I sit and I think and I reflect and I'm like, all right, what did we take away from that? Or what can I take away from this that not will help me prepare for it happening again, but how it will help me prevent whatever occurred from happening again. Mm. So when I'm reflecting, I'm reflecting to make sure that I'm doing my best to prevent not reflecting to plan for how I'm going to respond to it happening the next time. So that's how my reflection work in our relationship. So like when I reflect about conversation that we have or, or challenges, um, it's so that it can help me put myself in a position to one, not repeat the same thing. And I'm not thinking about it as, all right, let me reflect. How did I respond to this? How did I bounce back so that if it happens again, I'll know the right thing to do or to say, I'm like, screw that. I don't want to want to have it happen again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to think and go through the processes and the steps and the approach that I took and that self-assessment thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I do? What was, you know, what was my doings? What were my thoughts? What were my feelings? What were my emotions? And how can I make sure I channel those differently? for a different outcome so that I won't have to respond to whatever happened or the situation that took place. So that's how I use it for our relationship. That's good. And I think that's good overall advice for just honing your intuition anyway, because you can use that at work in work relationships. You can use Definitely. that in family relationships. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important and I've never been one for like meditation or reflection really, but I'm starting to see now more and more how important it is and how important it is to build that intuition piece. Yeah. So I I think that that's one of the like very important pieces is that intuition and taking that time to reflect. Yeah. Um, there's one more, and I know we're trying to stay within a time frame, but I yeah. think this one is super important Come to on, you. Let's do it. Okay, so the last one is to let your actions be indicators of your self-awareness. Ooh. Yeah, and and this may... <laughs> I almost feel like this seemed like common sense, but I don't think it often is. No. And the reason I say that is because I probably, like many of you, see what happens online. Oh, yes. Ooh, and go ahead. How... I got something good to say. Ooh, okay. But you go ahead, though. Oh, okay. I don't, don't lose your thought. Oh, no, I won't lose it. I just, I think that there are times that you may not even know how you're feeling about something and maybe like, okay, say for instance, there's a Facebook post that you see and it, we go back to the triggers, it triggers something in you Mm -hmm. and you feel like you have to respond and then you respond online. And then once you post that comment, if you were to go back and read that comment, I think that action, you posting that comment will show you your emotions and that will kind of show you your self-awareness. You may not even be aware that you had those emotions or that's how you felt about something until you actually post it online, right? Yeah. Oh, you want to hear it? I do want to hear right, it. All right, so yeah. listen to what I'm about to say, people. Hey, if you haven't listened to anything that I've said all night because I've been rambling on, you definitely want to listen to what I'm about to drop right now. You paint your own picture, all right? Okay. Check this. And, and you can be um, like literal about this. You paint your own picture. Why don't you stop and take a second to review and evaluate the picture that you painted 
so that it can help you as you move forward as opposed to painting your picture, moving on and trying to paint another picture. Interesting. Yeah. You paint your own pictures and your pictures tell your story. So stop. Look at the picture. Get your story. Let it help you as opposed to painting the picture and running on to the next thing. We just talked about this. Yeah. About our field. Like we got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. That's a reflection piece. Stop. Look at what you painted and it'll tell you everything you need to know. Reflect on that picture and get the message from it. I think that's a great analogy. And when we talk about how you're feeling in the moment, so and if you're not self-aware, again, this is kind of one of those tips to become more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not aware of what you may be feeling, I think it's a good thing to kind of go back again, like we said, into that reflection piece, mm-hmm. like you're saying, and look back on your actions. Yeah. And it may not, I use the example of like online and what you may, you know. That's a great example. But that's reply painting. Reply to, that's part yeah. of painting that's your That's painting picture. your picture, telling your story. Right. What you type online is reflective. And you go back. Absolutely. I do that sometimes, like... Like I go and I'm like, oh, I know what I was feeling on this day. Yeah. I'm like, dang, I knew what I was thinking on this day. I think it can really tell the story of what you were feeling. And I think that, so this is another one, but how you treat people. Oh, goodness. Yes. And I think that people are not always aware of how they're treating people. And then if they become aware there's always some, like, if it's negative, there's a defense, like, well, I'm having a bad day, and so Preach. I'm justified to treat somebody like this. And it's not true. Like, you need to be aware of yourself and your own emotions because it's not somebody else's fault, right? Oh, yes. This is hard because in a, when you talk about a relationship, like, we have a very close, intimate, romantic relationship, and many of you have these, and your significant other, like, you might wake up on the wrong side of the bed, and it is totally your fault, and it is totally up to you, but then you might take it out on somebody else because you're not self-aware enough to understand what you're feeling and not take it out on somebody else, right? Amen. 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 That happens. Preach, sister. Yes. I'm obviously preaching to myself right now. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'm like finger pointing all over the place. But yes. So that was good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's important because you could walk into the workplace, right? And you Mm -hmm. could just be having a really bad morning yesterday. And this is interesting. And again, I go back to and and you and my supervisor are very similar. But I go back to this example because yesterday after I dove off the road, I was in pain. I was still really upset about this the entire interaction. And I was at work in a meeting, literally started off my day in a meeting. And I was trying to be self-aware and like bring my game face to this meeting. Right. And I was not succeeding. And afterwards she was like, are you okay?" And I'm like. No, I'm not. <laughs> She's like, I can tell and I didn't know what the issue was. Is it work related? Do we need to talk through something? What's wrong? And I'm like, I was really trying to hide it. Yeah, I really was. I, I really didn't even want anybody to know. And she was like, no, I could tell. And so understand yourself, like think back to the way you're treating people or think back to what you may be wearing on your face. If you're very yeah. expressive, like That's I am something to be self-aware of your facial expressions. Yes. Because mine say a lot sometimes and sometimes it's on purpose. But you're very good at controlling that. I right. Am. So I'm like, anytime I see your <laughs> facial expressions change, it's, a, it's like usually on purpose. It's on purpose. I, I, I want you to know this. And I say this because 
I don't think this though. I think there's more grace at home because we're comfortable with each other. And so right. you let your face go sometimes. Yes, but I, I do. say this from working with you when we, when we did work in the same space and yeah. we would go to staff meetings together Anytime I saw your face change in a staff meeting, I'm like, that is on purpose. Yep. Anytime my face changed in a staff meeting, it wasn't always on purpose. And sometimes I didn't want it to change, but I just don't have this element of control that you have. I do. And I'm very (laughs) aware of my emotions and the environment and what's going on. We talk about my emotional intelligence. One of the first steps or phases in that is self-awareness. And um, that's just something that I'm I'm blessed. It's I don't want to say it's a skill set, but it's something that over a long period of time I've had a <laughs> chance to to work on. And I'm I'm just very self-aware. And when I want to change the face, I will. And I want people to see the face. They will see it. Yeah. Yep. I so. Do. Yeah. So anyway, all of that to say is just to really explore those actions and how they could be contributing. Like that's really self-awareness. So let's recap because we are definitely over the time that we said we wanted to hit, but I want to recap these. Hold on, baby. You're going to recap. That's partially my fault. I'm very self-aware right now that I was rambling tonight. It's the shades. I know. I got the self-awareness shades on. They're bringing it, right? (laughs) And I know that, and I'm not about to do it right now, but I just want to make y'all aware that i am self-aware that i was <laughs> rambling tonight so um i will take responsibility for for a little bit of it a little bit over this, okay yeah. so i do want to recap what we talked about though okay, let's especially do that. the tips um the first tip openly listen to what people share share with you about yourself and really take that in and again to kind of do that maybe go back a couple episodes and listen to the how to take feedback like a champ episode uh The second one is to identify and understand your triggers and how those may be impacting your emotions, your attitudes, your behaviors in front of other people, or even just to yourself. Um, Start honing and listening to your intuition and inner voice. And if you're having trouble with honing your inner voice or listening to your intuition, start doing some practices that will get you there, like meditation or really practicing intentional reflection. Um, And then let your actions be indicators of your self-awareness. So understanding how you're treating people, understanding what you're putting out on social media, and that's actually a reflection of how you feel. Understand, you know, what your actions are doing and how that's contributing to your self-awareness. So those those are our tips. Yep. And I think that's our episode. That is it. Yeah. We are done and we are out. Yes, us and the shades. Until the next time, people. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. If you like today's episode, please subscribe to the Success in Black and White podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode is posted, which is every Tuesday. If you loved this episode, help us spread the love. Rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode. Also, share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, you sound like Keith Sweat. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, did it record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>